0: I choose to avoid social media, outside my usual meme posting on FB that keeps me connected with the kookier of my friends. Generally speaking, that's the only time I engage in online time on those platforms. Naturally, I saw a post about Simone Biles and her decision to back off from the Olympics. It is a situation mired deep in mental health, pressure, sexual assault trauma, racial trauma. The more I read, the more I empathized with what this phenomenal athlete has gone through that she has come out repeatedly to stand on podiums, to be in the upper echelon of her sport, the more I admire her. I'm not sure why I pulled up Instagram. I usually avoid my personal accounts like the plague but I'd taken a cute photo of my cat and, when in Rome right, wanted to share this level of cute with the world. Years ago, so, three? I followed the mainstays and thought culture slash self-help guru slash hustle culture in order to give myself direction. It was massively poisonous. Toxic on a level I've only seen when in high school, and, like in high school, I force myself to remain blind to the danger of it. I used that Instagram account to follow people I thought would help me find meaning, greedily sucking up boosts of false dopamine hits and motivation from their posts. When I figured out how bad it was for me I'm not sure, especially since that culture is mired deep in guilt pain points, thank you copywriting course I took that taught me how to do that, and I will never do it again because it makes me feel horrid that hit you right in your brain where you know the fear of being inadequate, of being left behind, of being the kid not picked in teams essentially. Deeply ingrained fears that have been drilled into us from childhood. All my fears, they hit me like I was a big target and I feel deep into that rabbit hole. I luckily realized through actual therapy that this wasn't helping me. In fact, this world made me more miserable. The more I pushed myself at thankless jobs to prove myself, the less happy I felt. The harder I tried to find my passion and sell it, the less passionate I felt for anything. The more I bought into the consumerism attached to these thought leaders the more I fell deep into westernized perception that everything you do must bring monetary value and status to the table. I left it eventually. Took some doing but I left it behind and focused on my practices that did in fact work for my self-care. But I forgot my Instagram still followed those accounts I don't pay much attention to feeds to be honest when I am on there messaging my friend who only uses that channel. I do follow dancers and yogi friends, so I was happily watching them express how happy they were to express themselves in dance or in daily practice. Then I saw it. One major pusher of hustle slash grind slash winner seat last mindset had a post about Simone Biles. His post was mired in condescension, of how this young athlete was not a true winner, a true winner on level with several top male athletes. I had to notice this was a common theme, and in a nutshell never would be because she'd given into her mental health stressors. This is a massive paraphrase, I admit. I don't have the fortitude to go and read his post again. And at the very end, he promoted his book. Pushing it as the answer. Avoid being like her by reading my book. Was the takeaway I had from his post. I was disgusted and angry on this young woman's behalf. The comment section was a cesspool of his sycophants calling him brother as if it aligned them with his odd brand of success and how right you were, often claiming to be on par with this young woman, that she'd never be a true champion. Most were men, some women. Most gave the impression that they had never done more than go into a 9-to-5 job and moan about how a barista got their Starbucks order wrong. There were, however, people coming out to defend Simone Biles, they rallied against this man and his fans, pointing out that this poisonous way of thinking is what is driving young men in America and Canada towards suicide because they are pushed to believe that they will never be enough. And suicide is seen as a massive sign of weakness, let alone depression and anxiety. My blood pressure rose. Incredibly. I typed out six different replies, from succinct to snarky, but posted nothing in the end on that thread. I felt angry and hurt, because I have long suffered under this idealized concept of winning is always the goal that contentment is never enough. Surviving is never enough. Enough is never enough. To see a public figure so ridiculed made me feel as if there was a laser focus on my life as well, and my struggles, my friend's struggles. I stepped back. I took a very long, hard look at why I was deeply offended by such things. And I remembered my promise to my teachers, which was to allow anger to pass for one year. I realized that if I did respond directly— I was merely feeding a dangerous cycle of argument in this posting thread. Plus, the likelihood of my post being read was slim to none. People like this often don't write posts themselves, they have copywriters and marketers, hello, that's my job, I know. I took a very long look at the self-help industry as well. Big names constantly deride you for not achieving your potential but potential as to what? Money? When you pull the statistics for billionaires worldwide, it is disheartening because many so many, came from generational wealth or a form of nepotism. Fame? Fame is fleeting and fickle as luck. Self-help had its foundations in doing some good but is now a mire of ego and ironically a lack of self-awareness. By choosing to engage with people who indirectly hurt us, we can change things. I usually do. This time, the post made me feel too ill and out of sorts to respond in a short Instagram comment. Instead, I chose to support athletes with mental health and fatigue troubles more directly. I blogged about, hello, this post, I did Facebook posts on it, gave money to local mental health charity, and I went to support those who supported Simone Biles. I did not choose to give the attention to those who are seeking it for personal gain. And I felt lighter about it, but it still troubled me, hence this blog post. The hard part about disengaging from that industry is that it has slowly permeated our cultures. It's like that smug, lazy elder brother who manages to get a cushy job at a financial institution not from truly hard work and realization, but from simply being in the right place at the right time, who then turns to you and demands to know why you aren't doing more. Hustle culture is more about guilting people into engaging in a system designed to keep us very confined than it is to free us. Self-help is a massive section at the bookstore because we all want meaning in our lives, but the actualization of that meaning is not found by repetitive learning but by engaging in our communities and with one another, learning from one another, and helping lift one another. I've often looked at my dip in the self-help world as being a dip into addiction. Yes, reading or listening to the book slash podcast slash keynote made me feel better for a day, motivated even, but the effect didn't last. Certainly not when the traditional definition of success made me feel more ill than ever which in turn made me feel more like a failure than before. So I'd read another book, cling to another podcast, desperately watch videos where speakers yelled inspiration quotes at me that I had to push myself and push myself or risk lifelong regret. There is hard work behind self-awareness and true love, as learning from traditional yoga has taught me. The more I watch people suffer, directly or indirectly, at the hands of people only out to sell their next course slash book slash etc., the more I find myself pushing back to get out of that dangerous loop they put you in. This was a very hard lesson, one I am still learning, but the fact that my mental health vastly improved since leaving that world is a sign that there is something rotted and toxic about it. We have a choice, and I have to decided to choose not to often pay much attention to them but commit myself to my own search for contentment in a world consumed with the ideal of enough is never enough.